Hey everyone, and welcome to the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. I'm Dan Lobby. During the month of July, Mary Kay Cabot, Scott Patsko, and I are bringing you the podcast version of our 20 questions about the Browns. Every weekday, we'll have a post from one of us on cleveland.com browns answering a question about the team as we head into training camp at the end of July. We'll also have accompanying podcasts each day where the three of us will discuss the topic. We cover everything from Baker Mayfield's accuracy to who will start at right guard. So make sure you're subscribed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, and don't forget to check out Football Insider. It's our subscription service where Mary Kay, Scott, and I will text you throughout the day with the latest on the Browns. News, analysis, what we're thinking and hearing, and more. And the best part is you can text us back and we'll text with you directly. It cuts through the clutter of social media. It's another way to connect with us as we cover your favorite football team. We also hold events with our team of writers that includes Terry Pluto and Doug Maurice exclusively for our subscribers. We held a virtual draft event the week before the draft this year. And we also held a virtual event where we talked all things Baker Mayfield. You probably heard both of those on the podcast, but... If you weren't a Football Insider subscriber, you didn't get to participate and have your voice heard because these events are only open to our Football Insiders. If you want to check it out, you can get a 14-day free trial by going to cleveland.com browns and clicking on the box on the right side of the page. Football Insiders $3.99 per month after your trial expires. Or better yet, you can just text 216-208-3965 to get your trial started again. To get that 14-day free trial started and see everything that comes with your subscription, text 216-208-3965. Now, let's get to our question for today. And today's question is all yours, Scott. What is it? Is Dontrell Hilliard still the Browns' best option in the return game? Uh, The Browns have been looking for that dynamic returner for quite a few years now they really haven't had anybody who I think you could uh, describe as dangerous since Travis Benjamin and of course his career took over for Joshua Cribbs Um, you know we all remember the high fives that were going on when the Browns drafted Jabril Peppers and that never really uh, turned he never really had the kind of return impact that I think a lot of people were hoping he would have here so now in 2020 we're still in the situation of do the Browns have a guy who can be dynamic in the return game? Dontrell Hilliard handled punts and returns, kick returns uh, last year. Um, he kind of shared a little bit late in the season with Tavier uh, Thomas, uh, but still he had the most. But then you also have, you know, Donovan Peoples-Jones who handled punts at Michigan. You also have Jojo Natson who was signed this offseason primarily as a punt returner because he has three career catches. So I don't think the Browns are banking on him making the team as a wide receiver. Um, and then you have guys like Jarvis Landry and Odell, Odell Beckham, who, who both got options or uh, chances this past season. Beckham's was uh, with disastrous results, ended up uh, fumbling his, uh, his one return. But, uh, you know, th- those guys are, are these dynamic players who you know could – maybe excel in that position the question is do the Browns want to use them in that position so is Dontrell Hilliard still the best option um, he was top 10 in kickoff return average last year it was almost 25 yards a return um, he was in the 20s about seven yards return on, on punts Jojo Nansen better punt returner not as good as a kickoff returner so 
again, it's, it's a question that you, that you have coming into this season. We'll have to see if Donovan Peoples-Jones is a legitimate contender at punt return. But just like last year, I'm banking on seeing a lot of guys standing back there catching kicks to try and figure out who the best person is. Well, you know, it, it's fitting that we're talking about this with uh, Josh Cribbs going into the Legends class. And, uh, you know, he was the last really unbelievable dynamic returner uh, the Browns have had. Sometimes I think they should just put the uniform back on him and try it again. <laughs> how it goes. I, I think he's only like 35 or something. Yeah, I mean, why not? Everybody's playing till they're 42 now. So, um, so yeah, it's um, – it's, it's an important part of the game, and I think that the Browns really need uh, to get a little bit more electric in that area. Hopefully they will. I mean, for, on kickoff returns, it seems like Dontrell Hilliard probably is still one of the best candidates. But on punt returns, obviously, you've got Donovan Peoples-Jones, which I actually kind of think that they are looking at him more as a returner in the early going than a re as a receiver. I could be wrong about that, but I think they kind of, you know, took a flyer on him in the sixth round thinking, you know, here's a returner that could turn into something at receiver. And then, as you mentioned, Jojo Natson, uh, who will be there returning punts. I'm not a huge fan of Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry returning punts. Those guys were injured last year. You don't want to risk one of your best guys like that on a punt return or a kickoff return. So, you know, I mean, maybe once or twice late in the season. I don't know. But for the most part, I, I'm not for that. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind it if it's like one of those take your shot moments, you know, because you don't have a Josh Cribs or a Travis Benjamin. If it's like, okay, it's late in the game. We're down four points. We got to get something out of this return. This is the time we're going to put Odell Beckham Jr. back there. Kind of like what the Steelers did with Antonio Brown um, towards the end of his time in Pittsburgh. You know, let's, he's not going to be our primary punt returner necessarily, but every now and again, or just, you know, when he wants to, he's going to go out there. And if we need a big return, we're going to take that shot with him. Um, it is weird, though, to, to kind of look at this. As bad as the Browns have been since they came back in 1999, they've managed to have Josh Cribbs, who was actually eligible for the Hall of Fame starting last year, as one of the best kickoff returners in NFL history. I think he's still tied for the record uh, with kickoff and kickoff return touchdowns. Uh, Travis Benjamin, Phil Dawson. Uh, you had a pretty good run of punters for a while with, with – you know, kind of capped off with Britton Colquitt, and now you've kind of gone young at, at both of those positions. Sort of those, it, it's been a little weird. This team has actually been blessed a little bit with return men until now, and now, and now they're kind of trying to cobble it together, and they just haven't been able to figure it out. Corey Coleman was an option back there, but he never seemed like he wanted to do it. Uh, Antonio Callaway was the guy that get, kept getting thrown around, but he never really stuck as a returner. They, they just haven't been able to find that guy. And now they've, they've actually put some resources into it, spending money to bring in Natson and then also um, going in, and drafting Donovan Peoples-Jones. I think what you want to avoid is that stretch where you had Joe Hayden and Duke Johnson returning, and I'm doing air quotes, returning kicks when really it was basically a, a parade of fair catches. Right. And let's hope that this just doesn't mess up, you know, our field position or we don't turn the ball over. It was just, there was never any confidence there that anything good was going to happen when, when the Browns went back to return punts. Um, it would be so interesting if Donovan Peoples-Jones turned out to excel at returning punts, considering how, you know, Jabil Preppers didn't, didn't excel in that, in that area, uh, considering they both went to Michigan. At Michigan, though, um, Donovan Peoples-Jones averaged 12.9 yards of return. Uh, 
or I'm sorry, he averaged 8.3 yards for return for punt return over his three years there. You know, he, I don't, I don't think he's somebody who came out in this draft that you think, wow, you need to get him just for, just for punt returns. I think the punt return aspect with him is kind of, kind of an afterthought in a way, but clearly he, you know, he's done it and, and they're going to give him a chance. I remember last year it was Antonio Callaway was supposed to be uh, one of the guys who would, who would get that opportunity. And then you had just this parade, Damon Chihi Giuseppe was uh, somebody we thought might sneak onto the roster and, and get that spot and didn't work out for him. Um, but I don't, I think Hilliard's probably the, the best guy. I don't see how Jojo Natson makes the roster as just a returner when you look at how few receivers are likely to keep, especially over someone like Donovan Peoples-Jones, who is a draft pick. Yeah, that'll be a good competition between those two guys. You'll, they'll have to decide if they can keep both of them. I mean, if you can do other things on special teams, that would help. Um, but, yeah, if, if they're going to use Donovan Peoples-Jones primarily as a returner, uh, that, that makes the things a little bit iffy for JoJo Natson. But, um, but you never really know. I mean, they could use Donovan Peoples-Jones on kickoff returns as well uh, and JoJo more on punt returns. So there's a couple of different ways that you can go about that there. Um, but, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. Now, I mean, the problem is Dontrell Hilliard has, and I'm pulling this up, is the Browns brought in a couple of, uh, a couple of undrafted guys at running back uh, that I think are going to get some chances here to, to maybe make this team. And you're probably only keeping three backs. You know, you're going to keep Chubb. You're going to keep Hunt. I don't know if you're going to keep four guys. You know, so you've got Brian Herring, who came in from Georgia, uh, and then you also have Benny LeMay from Charlotte. Uh, and, and those are two guys that are going to have a chance to make the roster. Dearness Johnson is, is still around as well. And, and I wondered if maybe he moved ahead of Dontrell Hilliard last year. But we're not going to sit here and talk about the depth chart concerning <laughs> Dontrell Hilliard and Dearness. Uh, but, you know, that, that's sort of what he's competing with. And one of those, if one of those two guys or one of the other guys in, in that running back room can prove, hey, I can return kicks a little bit and I can get out there and, and I can play some special teams too you know, maybe the Browns go in that direction at that position. So, so Hilliard kind of interesting at this time last year was sort of the, you know, one of the darlings of the off season program with Duke Johnson wanting to get traded. And uh, some of us were talking to his high school coaches and college coaches and writing features on him. Uh, now his status is, is very much up in the air. It's sort of how, how this league changes, I guess. But uh, you know, the, that, that, that's really what it comes down to. Josh Cribbs was so good in all phases of special teams. And he was fine at receiver, you know? He wasn't going to make – he wasn't going to be your number one receiver, but he could do some things when he was on the field offensively. And, yeah. and that's sort of what you're looking for, I think, now in, in modern roster building is you want a return guy, but you also want a guy that can maybe, you know, be a gunner or something like that and, and can do some other things for you as well as, as a football team. While we're on the topic of special teams, you guys, I'm curious to know, uh, if, if the season started tomorrow, would you have Austin Seibert as your kicker? Yeah. Are you sure he's the only kicker on the roster right now? So I'm going to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> if you had other options. I mean, I think he, des I think he deserves a, another shot. I thought there were signs last year. And there were struggles, too. I mean, the extra points were a problem. Kicking into the dog pound end. Uh, that 
caused him some issues. It seemed to cause some issues for a lot of people, though, even from, from other teams. That really reared its ugly head last year. Um, but I thought there were some signs. I thought there were some kicks he made where, where you kind of realized, okay, this is what they saw in him when they made him a draft pick. I don't love drafting kickers, uh, but I think you bring him back. And to be honest with you, I think they kind of like his ability, weirdly, in the kickoff game. I think they kind of value that ability to let's put that ball right at the one-yard line or one yard deep, or right on the goal line. And let's make a team either make a decision or have to bring the ball out and try and make a play before the 25-yard line. I think they like his ability there a little bit. So I'm okay with them bringing him back for another chance. Yeah, we've seen reports that some teams are considering bringing less than 90 people to training camp. Um, no, nothing official, but uh, some some sources are uh, being reported as saying that. And it, if, if teams are going to do that, then, you know, it doesn't seem like the kind of thing you'd want to do in bringing in a, a, someone to compete with your kicker, you know, if you're kind of trimming the fat already. So I, 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 didn't, I didn't end last season thinking the Browns had an, uh, an issue at kicker. Um, I think he has plenty to build off from his rookie season. And, yeah, I'm, you know, like, like Dan said, everybody had trouble at the dog pound end, um, just the nature of how the wind whips through there and, and all that, but now he's gone through that, and now he has more experience doing it than anybody else is going to be kicking in, in that stadium this year. So, I think the Browns are okay at kicker. And I, I wonder, you know, what kinds of things he did in the off season to get better. I and mean, he's a really hard worker. He's got a great work ethic. I'm sure that he had uh, really good marching orders for what they wanted him to work on uh, in the off season. But that was one area that I wondered if they would try to bring in some competition and try to put a little heat on him. Um, and in terms of just training camp, you almost need another leg, you know, so that that one guy's not doing all of the work uh, throughout camp. So I would imagine that there will be somebody else coming in there just to, you know, to kind of practice and, and get the job done. Well, rumor has it Jamie Gillen can hit a field goal from 70 yards. Wasn't that, wasn't that the story last training camp? Yeah. Yeah. Somebody looked over on the, on the far practice field and saw him knocking it through the uprights from way far out. Speaking of off-season workouts, did you, Jamie Gillen apparently has been working on his back. Did you see some of the workout videos this guy has put together? Yes. Um, he's ready to go. Uh, he's ready for somebody to break free on a punt return so he can just smack him, uh, <laughs> relive his rugby days. <laughs> yeah. I mean, goodness. And he had a good season too. I thought he, he was one of the league leaders in hang time uh, as a rookie. So uh, I think even though they were both rookies last year, I think the Browns came out okay in the kicking game as far as, you know, punter and kicker. Yeah. We had not really seen a, a, a punter look quite like that, you know, all muscled up more like a safety or a linebacker. So yeah, we, we have noticed that. Listen, that. <laughs> We all love Instagram workout season, but I, I can't remember the last time that a, a punter or, or a kicker was involved in uh, <laughs> Instagram workout season like Jamie Gillen has been. And interestingly, special teams is the one area where the Browns show stability. Now, part of that is because they hired a guy uh, who came from Minnesota, so he was familiar with Mike Prefer. Uh, so they decided to keep Mike Prefer around to be the special teams coach. Um, so, you know, that's an area where they – must have been at least a little happy with what happened last year. Of course, it was, it was really bad for a while there, a lot of penalties and, and things like that. So they obviously seem to have liked what, uh, what Mike Prefer was able to bring on that in that phase of the game. Yeah, overall, the Browns special teams improved from the year before, before Prefer showed up. So it, it makes sense. And 
I mean, special teams coaches just seem to stick, you know, it's like the one position that the new coach doesn't want to have to deal with. It's like, all right, we have somebody here. Let's just hold on to this guy and, and keep him around. The Browns obviously uh, have been through that before. So, you know, prefer – at least you're having stability in some place. You know, you're, re, you're doing something new everywhere else. Special teams, you don't have to worry about that so much. Everybody knows him. The guys who were here last year, he obviously has uh, a relationship with the kickers, the punters, return, most of the return guys. So, you know, it, it makes sense. Well, last year, too, uh, Mike Prefer had to deal with a lot of injuries. It seemed like every week he was losing somebody else uh, that was key for him on special teams. And so I think that this year he'll be a lot better off if, if some of those guys can stay healthy throughout the year because there was so much attrition, especially on defense. I mean, you were just losing, you know, the Eric Murrays and the Morgan Burnett's and the Kirksey's in the show. I mean, it, it just uh, kind of went to hell in a handbag for him, but – I do think that it will help them a lot to have that continuity. I think it'll help Austin Seibert a lot to have that. Jamie Gillen will get better. He'll be, you know, have another year under a year under his belt with Mike Prefer there. And and Mike Prefer, you know, he is on the same page philosophically with Kevin Stefanski and otherwise. So I think it will really help them. And Mike Prefer, not a headset guy. I don't know if you guys noticed that on the sidelines last. Mm-hmm. Not a headset guy. Uh, <laughs> Kind of ran around with no headset and had it down around his neck and not, not you know, there, the topic of him maybe interviewing as head coach or, or maybe being interested in being head coach came up. And I just wondered, is, is, would, he, would he have been one of those head coaches that, that didn't wear a headset? So uh, Mike, Mike Prefer has a little bit of, uh, of that old school, old school uh, approach in him. And he, he loves a gunner, too, which is where... Yeah, that's always kind of where you watch in training camp where, you know, what guys might have a chance to sneak on like a Kaderil Hodge or Tavier Thomas or, or someone like that. Those are the guys that sort of have those opportunities uh, to make a roster. And again, it's where, it's where Josh Cribbs uh, was able to excel as well, not, not just in returning kicks. So those fringes of the roster, um, that special teams is where those guys can make their mark. Well, yeah, Ernest Johnson was one of those guys too. You know, we noticed him back there kick, taking kicks and kind of being one of the uh, one of the upbacks too uh, on returns. Um, it became clear that you know that was an option for them. You know, it was it was a parade of people back trying to catch kicks last year. You know, and then we noticed when you know Odell would work his way over there and kind of lobby in to, to catch some. Um, you know. And like I said, I think it's going to be a similar situation this year with them trying to figure out who it's going to be. But, uh, man, it was a lot. I think with so many receivers, you know, if I'm a receiver on the Browns, if I'm one of those 12 guys who's below a little bit down on the depth chart, I'm going to, I'm going to ask to return punts and kicks because that might be my best way to, to grab a spot at the bottom of that depth chart. Well, Mike Prefer would absolutely love to have Odell and Jarvis returning kicks for him and punts for him. So he's all about that. And uh, he'll take those guys any day of the week. But uh, I, I, I just kind of disagree with him on that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's one of those spring storylines that I'll, I'll never kind of forget last year when, when Coach Prefer came in. And he said uh, he, said he was going to have starters available to him on special teams whenever he wanted. And I remember hearing him say that and thinking, okay, that's probably really easy to say in April, but I don't know if that's going to happen in September. And it, it turned out that's – kind of how it went. He, he didn't have some of those guys available because you got to keep those guys upright uh, and healthy to play on offense and, and defense as well. 
Okay, that'll do it for this question. Make sure you check out the series on cleveland.com slash Browns. If you missed any of these podcasts up to this point, make sure you're subscribed. It's all right there in the Orange and Brown Talk feed. And also check out Football Insider as well. For Scott and Mary Kay, I'm Dan. Thanks for listening. They obviously seem to have liked what uh, what Mike Prefer was able to bring on that in that phase of the game. Uh, we still got five minutes left here. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, I'm gonna pause this real quick. Yeah, overall the Browns special teams improved from the year before before Prefer showed up. So it, I mean, it makes sense. And I mean, special teams coaches just seem to stick. You know. It's like the one position that the new coach doesn't want to have to deal with.